Welcome to the Energy and Transition Podcast. My name is Josh Lowry. We are coming to you live from the Fletcher Azul Podcast Studio in Houston, Texas. This is a very special uh, podcast, and you're going to see some special guests coming on. I am not the host of the show. I am one of the hosts of the show, and I am joined with the, if you're on YouTube, which I highly recommend you subscribe to the Energy and Transition podcast, you're going to have Dan Pickering, founder of Pickering Energy Partners, is one of the hosts. Welcome, Dan. Thanks, Josh. And also the starter, the host number one, we are actually invading your show, Leslie Beyer, uh, the CEO of Energy Workforce Technology Council. So this is a, um, a revamp, if you will, uh, really an expansion of the show. Um, season one, which you've done great with, and actually Thank you. Uh, that's one of the reasons that we wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to kind of jump in. It, it was, it was, it's exploding, and it's gone all over the world. It's gone all over the U.S. You are in all 50 states. Uh, I know that I've done a poor job of giving you the stats of your show. Man, you don't respond to emails. You know, I'm busy, but I know that's just a... That's just what lazy people say. Yeah, it is. No, we were so pleased to see how well the podcast did. I mean, when we finally did get the stats from you and we knew who was listening, um, we finally got that one listener, I think, in Vermont, and we were able to check it off, all the boxes. But um, it's been great. We had a great, I think, 18 months. What was kind of the the feedback? Did you get a lot of feedback from the show? I did. um, A lot of listeners that I would run into, certainly here in Houston, but all around the country, um, and even a little bit overseas uh, in the Middle East, would say that they just appreciate having a voice um, that was outlining everything that our industry is doing to achieve energy and transition, lower carbon future, all those goals that we have as humans, you know, as inhabitants of this planet, mm-hmm. we all want to get there. And the story of what our industry is doing to get us there doesn't always get out. And I know you've mentioned there are other energy and transition podcasts, um, but I think this one really set out to tell that story. And I had great feedback on that and it was rewarding. Well, that's, that's exciting to hear. It, and really, you know, I'm I'm kind of a social media nerd. I, I at least enjoy the social medias. I, I understand what they do for business, right? I jumped on I jumped onto them kind of early, whether it, it was a Facebook or an Instagram, just to see what they would turn into. And really, they've all turned into some level of a business use. Uh, I got into Twitter very early on, and I'll never forget driving into work. And this guy was like, so wait a minute, you're just going to tweet? This is what it's called, and you're, and you're going to tell people what you're thinking? And the other guy was like, this will never take off. Twitter will never take off. And this was in maybe 2008 or nine. So I joined pretty early and thinking, well, let's see what this does. And I really, I've never been much of a, a Twitter guy. Um, but I do follow a couple people. And one of the people that I follow is Dan Pickering. And I mean, you don't have to follow Twitter to know who Dan Pickering is. If you are in the Houston area, if you're in oil and gas, if you're in energy, you know who Dan Pickering is. And when we were talking about doing this podcast and expanding this podcast, um, I kind of just threw out an idea hoping, you know, one of these, let's just maybe kind of could it work? And, you know, it it fits in line with what Pickering Energy Partners and what Dan Pickering has really kind of set his career towards right now to the world of energy and transition. And, and that's a, it's a big phrase. And I know over the, the period of this podcast, we're going to talk about what that means. Um, but Dan, getting you to say yes with your schedule was a big deal. And I mean, really both, I've known Leslie a lot longer than I've known you. So, you know, I kind of texted her and begged her, please let us do this. But then when you said yes, uh, it was a big deal. And I, I appreciate you uh, jumping on the bandwagon with us. But what does what does this mean for you? I know you're busy, so this obviously means something 
um, important to you? It, it does, Josh. And I think the, the challenge today is that you put those two words together, energy and transition, and it's a very polarizing concept. There are folks that, that want the world off fossil fuel immediately. There are folks that think decarbonization is all a bunch of BS. And uh, those two extremes are oftentimes, you know, yelling at each other, drowning out, I think, rationality. And so for me, this process allows us to have a conversation that um, hopefully is fact-based, hopefully that, you know, really tries to dig in and see all angles of this discussion. You know, <clears throat> my personal view continues to be all of the above, at least for the foreseeable future. And all the above means we've got to appreciate where we're at right now, 100 million barrels a day of oil and gas or oil demand. Um, we've got to appreciate the fact that the world wants to decarbonize and we've got to figure out how. And so what I'm personally excited about is, you know, exploring some of those new areas because anybody that tells you they know exactly how this is going to play out, they're, they're lying to you or way overconfident. So I hope to learn a lot and it's going to be a ton of fun. Leslie and I and you are going to tear this thing up. So it'll be, it'll be a blast. Well, let me just give the audience an idea of what that actually looks like. So right now we're all in the same room and we're doing season two, episode one intro episode where we're going to talk about, you know, the who's and what's of, of everybody in the room. But ultimately what this is going to be is um, it'll be, I'll be the consistent host. Josh Lowry will be consistent host where I get, and truly it's a matter of you, your two schedules. You're both very busy. You both travel. You have, uh, you know, companies and organizations of, I mean, hundreds of people in, in companies, Leslie, in your case, where you are managing events all over the world, literally uh, trying to keep some of the biggest oil and gas companies um, in, and I'll let you maybe speak to these specifics, but organized and on track with a um, kind of a single voice or at least a, somewhat of an organized voice. I don't mean to downplay that, but I know that there can be, um, they all want separate things too, right? Uh, and then Dan, you have Pickering Energy Partners and, and we'll come to that in a second. But why don't we start with Leslie? Um, or let, let me finish that thought real quick. So what we'll do then is twice a month, three times a month, I'll pull Leslie, uh, her schedule in Houston. And then once a month, I'm going to pull Dan and each one of them will pull separate guests um, of their choosing. I will, I'm just a, uh, the layman here. You're along for the ride, buddy. which I'm excited about. I'm, I'm truly going to be the, the winner in this whole thing. Myself and the audience, uh, is going to be the, the real winner. I've already done enough research to know that what I don't know and what I don't know. And what's, it's sad because I should know more than this. I really should. Cause I've really learned kind of listening to some of this. What I don't know is a lot. And, you know, to, to your point in the uh, it, fact-based, what is fact-based? I know that's a stupid question to say, to even ask, because there are facts, but what, what are those facts? And, we, and I want to make sure that we, you know, I, in, through both of your networks, we're going to be able to pull out some of the best um, guests, experts in their fields and really ask the best questions. So I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, but on that, Leslie, let's just talk about, you know, you, the, there's a lot of people are going to be hearing this for the first time. Uh, the CEO, Energy Workforce Technology Council, that is formerly PISA, Petroleum Equipment Suppliers Association. But I, I actually love the new name, the new branding. What is, can you give us a, a hint or a, some feedback on what that is exactly? 
Absolutely. So Energy Workforce really brings together any company involved in energy services, whether that's oil and gas development, increasingly it's renewables development. A lot of the companies that we work with that, for example, traditionally hydraulic fracturing companies are now involved in geothermal. So the council um, is a place for every company involved in energy services and the development of energy to come together. We advocate on their behalf and we have workforce development programs to educate them and to further refine their skills. One of the most important things right now in the energy industry is how are we going to attract and retain the kind of people we need to get us to our lower carbon goals. Um, The industry itself has kind of a tough reputation externally, obviously. It's an understatement and we have a long way to go in terms of really being able to attract the talent we need. So we do a lot on that. And then on advocacy, we really promote what the companies in energy services are doing, primarily the technologies that they're developing. Why is uh, is it so important that these companies in energy services are spending, even when they have ridiculously low margins, they're having to return it back to R&D to crank out this technology that drives the industry. I believe that that traditional oil field services, which is now energy services, because I do agree, like Dan, it is all of the above, um, the technology comes out of that sector. So that's what we focus on, is advocating on behalf of energy services and helping develop our workforce. But your background specifically is in the world of politics and government, I don't want to say government affairs, but it is. I have a background in policy and government affairs. I was in D.C. for 15 years. Um, Tim Tarpley, who um, also recently came from Capitol Hill, um, runs that part of our of our unit now, um, and he does a great job with it in between Houston and D.C., um, so I get to kind of oversee it, but we're very involved. For example, I testified um, virtually, as it is these days, um, on Capitol Hill two weeks ago on energy pricing. And so we're very involved in that piece. And that is my background that I love. But as I've developed professionally, the things about this, not only this in, this industry, but specifically the sector are so exciting and to me, and I'm so passionate about the technology that comes out of it, the workforce pieces, and especially the promotion of women uh, within the industry. So those are the things that I really care about that I've had guests on the podcast and I will continue to um, because I just, they're so important and I just can't think of a better use of my time. I care about it so much. Love it. I mean, what's not to love about all that? I mean, this is the whole part that I think is going to come out of this is uh, there's, we don't do a sector, energy, oil and gas, however you want to say it, truly, I mean, all the above. It, it doesn't do a good enough job talking about the things that we're actually passionate about doing. And um, so I love it. We're going to get I really, you know, I know we'll talk more about politics as the podcast goes on, not today necessarily, but over the, the period. So uh, and, and Dan Pickering, uh, Pickering Energy Partners is if you haven't seen their video, it's a it's a maybe a four to five minute video on their website. I, I highly recommend you check it out. I'm sure I just made whoever made that video very happy. Uh, but I like the video. I think it's a great concept of what you guys are trying to do. There's a lot of moving parts in the video, but really it, it ultimately just kind of wraps up a lot of ideas into what you guys are doing at Pickering Energy Partners. So can you give us a, an idea of your background and what you're doing now and what your goals are? Sure, Josh. Um, I'm a Missouri boy. Interesting stat for you. I grew up about 10 miles away from the town of Houston, Missouri, 
in Texas County, so I feel like I was <laughs> destined <laughs> destined to live in Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm a petroleum engineer by undergraduate degree. I worked up in Alaska for a few years and uh, realized that um, I, I decided that by the time I was 40, I was going to get laid off, and so I needed to develop some more skills, and I went back to to business school and uh, spent some time shifted over to the kind of financial side of the energy business. And so I worked at Fidelity Investments as a money manager following energy companies and then came down to Houston in 96 to do uh, research on energy companies. I worked for Simmons and Company and then started my own firm back in 2004, uh, which, which grew from as a research organization into uh, a bigger firm called Tudor Pickering Holt, where we did uh, investment banking and, and had an asset management division. And in 2019, we spun that out uh, to form Pickering Energy Partners. And so today we're doing asset management. So we invest in public and private companies. Uh, we've got an advisory business where we, we do everything from consulting to M&A work and capital raising. And we've got a, a, a research business as well. So, you know, I think importantly for us, we're old school oil and gas folks, you know, been living this world for a long time and but the world's changing. And so we're very focused on staying true to our oil and gas roots, but also making sure that we get smart on where the world's headed over the next 20 or 30 years. And so we say unapologetically oil and gas, but also unapologetically thinking about what comes next or energy transition. So that's that's a little bit about me and us and Again, I think that's consistent with this all of the above viewpoint. Well, you don't know me that well, but you are going to find I'm out. I'm going to know you so much better. <laughs> oh, man. I love you're me You're going to be me. afraid of how well you're going to know You him. just, I don't know if there's a bigger fan of me than me, Dan. <laughs> and it is so, like, I, I like to ask myself questions. Josh, thanks for coming on. Well, great. Thank you, Josh. So my involvement in this whole see Leslie's like, oh man, what have we gotten into? But you know, my the reason I wanted to do this is I'm of the age where I started in the oil and gas world 22 years ago, and there was nobody within 10 years of me. There was absolutely nobody within age-wise within 10 years. There were very few females if you ever ran into them. To your point, um, Leslie earlier, and I just so when I would tell people what I was doing. My friends were either commercial real estate, they were lawyers, they were they were certainly not oil and gas guys. They were certainly not manufacturing guys, which is really what I, that's actually what I am within the world of oil and gas. So I just kind of would throw a general oil and gas. It was just a quick answer to it. That kind of would get me out of the conversation. And there was just, nobody would really ask me from that point forward what I did because I didn't have to, there was nobody around to really talk to anyway. Um, and it wasn't until I was in my you know, early 30s, and I started going to actually some of the peace events early on that I, and I say I met somebody my, my own age, but really Robert Workman was still 10 years older than I was. And that was the still the closest person to me that I was running into on a consistent basis. And I realized that at some point, my dad and his friends are all going to retire. And there's going to be this younger group that comes up. There's not going to be anybody that's there to, to explain what happened with what is happening. And there's gonna be this bridge needed. And it just so happens to work out that the age that I am is that bridge. Like that is the age of bridging new technologies, old school technology, whatever you wanna call it. And so I view my role in this podcast as 
there is a passion for education. My mom was a teacher. I love education. I love, that's really the only way you affect change is just, you know, you, you educate, you teach people anything is just education. The other one, my favorite word in the, in the English dictionary is perspective. I don't think anybody has perspective. I, don't, I shouldn't say that anybody. I don't think peop, enough people have the, enough perspective on certain things to understand or care about. It's probably a better way to say it. What we're, what can or should be cared about. So my role and that I feel I'm here to do is to just consume your information, draw it out of you, uh, ask you guys questions that you know may make you know, you uncomfortable in some ways or make the conversation uncomfortable with your guests that, who are sure are gonna be professionals. You're gonna be like, why, are, why is this guy asking me questions? But I, I wanna be there from the perspective of the guy or the girl who's listening to this driving to work who is never gonna get 45 minutes with Dan or Leslie, who's never gonna have a minute to ask these questions um, of the guests that we have on, but could then take that information and, and understand, have a different perspective on some of the um, some of the, these complex subjects that are that are out there that matter to them, and you know, to the point back of what I was asking you guys earlier, of what what other podcasts do you listen to? There's a lot of people doing podcasts about whether it's called energy transition, energy in transition, energy and transition. Uh, you know, there's there, I mean, truly, there's you can kind of finagle the words any way you want to, but um, one of the questions when we were doing some pre work on this, I was asking you guys what books you guys read what you know what are you reading what magazines and the answer is really there's not a ton of stuff out there i mean there's maybe some podcasts but is there anything that you guys have seen other than podcasts that is a way for the the average person to get information on energy and transition or energy transition I don't know. I feel like the analysts put out some great content. Um, Dan certainly does a great job with that. And, and there's others, um, you know, I have my list every morning of the things that I have to read um, that. Would I you say it's mostly analyst content though? It is. Okay. I mean, there's decent compilations from other groups, but that's how I kind of prepare for the day. It's certainly just the, the daily outlook. Um, but I don't have a podcast that I return to on a regular basis to stay on top of things. I really don't. I mean, when I put podcasts on my phone, the first thing that comes up is This American Life. Like, that's what I listen yeah. to. Um, and in the morning, you know, I read the energy news. So I don't know, Dan, I mean, you might have a different take yeah, this on that. Is, this is a, there's a lot of information that's coming through the financial community. Um, there's not a lot of mainstream discussion. Uh, it's it's starting to emerge. Um, this is becoming a much bigger issue over the last couple of years. But uh, I, you know, Axios does some stuff. Um, you get articles in in you know some of the business publications. Uh, you're starting to see more in you know New York Times, et cetera. But uh, it's it's still pretty early. I mean, people people are still in the mode of of um, somewhat taking energy for granted where does where does electricity come from well the light switch the socket in the wall um you don't think twice about getting in your car going to the gas station and driving on people are starting to think more about those things now so the the demand side of the information equation is picking up uh the supply side away from the pure kind of financial brokerage houses if you will is still pretty light why do you, I would agree that it's, 
the people are starting to be more in tune with, you know, you turn on the light, it's not just from the, the light switch doesn't generate electricity. <laughs> but there's a whole nother level. I agree, people are starting to be more conscious and aware of it. But then there's the next level of understanding is, okay, if you want to promote only electric vehicles, then you have to think about where the power to co- to charge them comes from. You know, there's, there's different layers of education on all of that. Um, so I, I do see people being more, um, more aware, but because we can refine our news so specifically, they're kind of just in their own little echo chamber, um, and they read the news they want to read. Mm-hmm. And if, if all you're hearing is directed one way, that's just what you're going to believe. And, and people are that way in politics, and they're certainly like that about energy policy. I completely agree. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, this is this is a podcast you know the people if you're listening which i i hope you still are (laughs) (laughs) it's not i have no doubt this is going to be one of the most listened to podcasts i know it will be and you know and we're going to make it an interesting podcast but this is we're not going to take hard takes to where you know this is this is a far right far left i mean this is going to be a place where you can tune in and get good information good content um from people that are trying to educate and with a a sincere um, desire to educate. I mean, Dan, I don't know if you want to comment much on what a, an analyst, for, I mean, truly, I, I went through and I read some of that stuff, analyst versus um, an advocate in, yeah. in the, your desire. Do you have a... Yeah, I think it's, I think it's an important distinction. So uh, advocacy is basically trying to ensure that people understand your view and hopefully ultimately believe your view. And, um, and that's fine. Uh, an analyst says, what, what does the information tell me? How, how, how is the world not, how is the world the way I wish it would be? And so, um, so for me, it's kind of how you're wired. There's, uh, the, the other side of, so there's, analysis there's advocacy and then there's kind of religion if you will i believe this no one can tell me any different um that's really probably not a crowd that's going to enjoy listening to what we do here on this podcast um i think from my perspective that that advocate versus analyst i'm an advocate for figuring this out i'm an analyst on how to get there and um, and I've already said in, in our intro here that uh, I don't know most of the answers because we're really early in this process of figuring out what the next 25 years looks like. So we just got to look at a lot of different things so we can figure it out. So advocate to learn, analyst to figure it out. You know, I'd like to ask you both. You just said something. We are early, 25 years. I mean, I say early in the grand scheme of time that's not that big of a deal but who would you like to reach with this podcast who would you because the person you mentioned that's just you know head in the sand this is the way it is you're not going to change that person on many views one way or the other but i mean who would you like to reach leslie i'll i'll ask you i would like to reach 
the average millennial or Gen Yer who is intrinsically curious about really how things work and passionate about making things better. And if that's the case, then when delivered with the right information, it, possibly some minds could change. Um, I think it's interesting. Like I personally am an Xer. Everyone talks about how people hate the millennials, people hate the boomers. Well, the Xers are right in the, in the middle. We hate both, right? We feel like we're the best. Um, we're the last like really thoughtful generation. Um, but I think we've seen like the new people coming into the industry um, and people looking for jobs in, in the tech industry, certainly, because they feel and sound exciting. Um, if they were exposed to the information that we have, of what's really going on right now within this industry, they would want to come here. It's so exciting. It's fun. And these challenges that we face uh, in energy development and how we're going to get energy to people all over the world, especially during a time with such geopolitical challenge, and then you have huge population growth in, in the non-OECD countries. You know, it's not happening in the United States and, and in Europe. It's happening in other areas. They need technology and, and they need, you know, the modern life that we have. You can get, I could talk about that for a long time, but I want to reach um, young people that would consider this industry for their career if they knew how exciting um, and important it is. You almost sound like a uh the cell phone world in 1999. I mean, really, you could, there's a case to be made where the, that 20-year period could look a lot like this 20-year period, where there's that much development over the next 20 years that um, if you really want to be doing something meaningful, that this could be the place to be for the next 20 years. That's what I think. Yeah. Dan, what do you? who do you think we want to reach? Yeah. Or who would you like to reach, I should say? Millions and millions <laughs> of people. Um, Probably it's there's I mean it's passion and curiosity, um, people that are interested in the energy space. Hopefully, I mean if we can't if we can't reach those folks and show them something that's intriguing, then we've clearly failed. Uh, but the curious folks, I think those are the ones that stand to benefit the most because you know hopefully we're we're explaining things, educating. You use the word educate. Um, hopefully we're we're kind of helping make a really complex thing a lot more digestible and understandable. So, you know, those would be my two target audiences, and I have no idea if those are young, old, or people, or I, I don't know how to define demographics, right. but I think those are the folks that are likely to be more than just one hit, in and out type of listeners. Well, I'm, I tend to be in the middle of, well, both of them, you guys are saying, I, I really do think that I, I, you say the millions and millions, I, look, I'm, I live in that world. I, if we're going to do it, I'd like to do it. I want to win at a, at a scale to, because I believe there's a chance to move a needle here and, and actually help people, help people that need good jobs, help people that, uh, you know, the, the retiring generation of the oil and gas worker that's going away to bring in new people and, and with ideas and thought processes that we've never had before. Um, I believe that there's, you know, I listened to some of these podcasts getting ready for this, the amount of money that's on the sidelines that, that should be coming into this business um, from giant banks all over the world that should be investing in these companies if we're doing a good job and talking about it properly uh, only helps the world. And it only helps people for the right reasons. You know, I, I don't want to be the, the type of person that just, you know, turns a blind eye to, to things that, that 
I shouldn't, but at the same time, there's a lot of really good stuff happening. Um, and I, I feel like I'd like to reach people that you, you mentioned the one that there's a raise in demand for, uh, for energy news. I agree with that. And I want to help fill that void with good content that people care about with experts. I mean, this is, a, this is not going to be a podcast for the faint of heart. I mean, this is, I believe this is going to be the, one of the biggest podcasts in the United States for certain, and then ultimately the world. So that's, that's my role. My job is to help pull good content out of you. I can't wait to see this, who you guys have. Are you, you have any guests lined up? I mean, we're not going to look for names here, but I'm sure you guys have started to think of who you're going to be bringing on over the next uh, six and 12 months. I got one in my pocket. Do you? Mm-hmm. Big time. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh, I think I think our goal should be that that people uh, stop stop using Spotify to to listen. You know, they stop listening on on Spotify because of something we say in our podcast. I'm making a course of Joe yes. Rogan, <laughs> a Joe Rogan uh, analogy here. We're but so big that we can move yes, to Spotify. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That that it changes people's behavior um you know the interesting thing about this is that i spent 10 minutes thinking about who would be interesting for this and i had a page full of names and so you know again i think so many things are changing and energy i mean energy is one of the biggest businesses in the world and it's in the process of being somewhat disrupted and so wow you know, the, there's a lot of ground to cover here. And so the real question is, can, you know, can we do it in three podcasts a month? And the answer is probably not, but we'll give it a shot and see, see where it goes from there. Talking about how many different ways we can go with this podcast, are there any, you know, we're going to talk about some of the people. I don't want to put you guys on the spot with naming people, but... Are there people or themes that you guys have identified that you want to bring out over the next six to 12 months? I mean, Leslie, I'll start with you if you have some in mind. Sure. hate to put you on the spot here, but... When I think about dream guests that I could really dig into the content and get excited about, certainly first, the technologies that come out of the energy services sector, I think they are just extraordinary. Um, And kind of what these companies are working on that people may not recognize. That's the first one. And second, and you know, it's right there as far as importance for me is energy policy. So I think right now, everything that we're seeing um, going on in the world and how that impacts energy policy, um, certainly this administration has its opinions. Those might be changing in light of everything that we're seeing that's that's potentially about to go down um, in Russia, um, how that affects Europe, um, and then ultimately how that impacts U.S domestic energy policy is extraordinarily interesting to me. It's my background. Um, And then finally, I think ESG in general, but specific, you know, with me, it's it's kind of all about the S. The workforce is the piece that I'm passionate about, um, specifically diversity and inclusion, diversity on boards, um, diverse candidates and groups, and attracting the right workforce that we need in this industry. So those are really going to be the areas um, that I'm passionate about that I'll, I'll bring guests in i mean just hearing the three topics of, of those and dan hang on, i'm gonna get you in a second here because i just i hear those and all of a sudden you like that's a 15 minute conversation just talking about the topics the technology in the oil field service world is incredible and you're right it gets overlooked all the time and then you talk about the i didn't you briefly mentioned this earlier of the the policy side of it and you you kind of went through it so quickly i I didn't really want to say 
like how good you are at that and how passionate you are. Thank you. I mean, 15 years of a career is a lar large part of a career. Um, and there's some really great stories of that career that I'm sure and hopefully we'll get into on some of that stuff. But the, the Im impact of policy that to be on the inside of that and, and get some of the inside track with your guests, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, and then with regard to ESG, there's a lot of people, and look, I'm, I, get a, I hear a lot of it because of the, the world that I'm surrounded by, but there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this that hear ESG only as a passing, you know, three letters that they don't know what it is. They know they kind of have to pay attention to it. What is this exactly? They're, and again, I'm, I'm talking about there's, there's certain investors that live it, and there's certain people that day to day that only kind of peripherally hear about it. So I'm looking forward to hearing what that means to the average person in the business and what does that mean to our industry going forward. So it's going to be awesome. Can't, Thank can't you. wait for those. Dan, what do you what have you got? People or themes? Yeah, Josh, I think um, when I think about thematics, I want to I want to get folks on to tell me about some new stuff, things that are coming. Carbon capture, things that we've got, solar, things that that uh, are way out there expensive, but might get cheaper hydrogen, stuff like that. So I think about new new areas and how they dovetail with existing areas. And so I certainly plan to get some of the folks uh, in conventional oil and gas that are working on their, their kind of green pivots, the folks that are, that are spending money on new things, you know, EVs. Let's talk about how it works and the, the supply chain behind them and, and the power requirements for them. You know, so I think that there's a lot of ways to attack this. But, um, you know, like I said, I filled a page with potential ideas. So I got to get some Whataburger coupons or something to get these guests on here because there's just lots of things. You know, I said I said carbon capture. Um, you can do that and you can do that in offshore storage caverns. You can do it, you know, in in planting trees. You can do it in the soil. I mean, there's just so many you know, renewable fuels. So, I mean, I. I almost am babbling here because there's so many things to talk about, but um, but we'll tackle them in a way, hopefully, that makes them easier to understand and fit all the pieces together. You know, you're not babbling. Actually, I'm, you, if you saw my wheels spinning there, first of all, I was thinking about giving out our, our guests get uh, a bottle of Fletcher as well. I was, I was going to say, can't you get Mark Wahlberg like, yeah. to hang out with our guests now that he's yes, uh, well, with Fletcher? Yes, well, all you have to do there is get Aaron Marquez to call you back, and then you're <laughs> set. If you can get him to call you back, then you're in a good place. He's a very busy man at the moment. But um, the you know you mentioned carbon capture, and, and I think I'm, I hope this was on the podcast we were talking about. I, I was listening to one getting ready, and there was a guy that he basically said, you know, he's so angry at, at – uh, energy and transition and he wrote he says if you're one of his comments is stuff that makes you so angry is always welcome here just send this to me and he was and that that was his closing line if you're angry about something send it to me um and because he mentioned that the italian uh oil and gas company planted a forest he's like what is this this what are, what are they planting a forest for and he just brushed it off as no big deal and as just you know something that they should be doing as as you know basically a pr move a stunt and like I want to know, because you mentioned, you know, what does planting a tree really do? Is it a, is it an Italian PR stunt or does it actually do something? Is it something that we should care about? And like I really want to ask these questions from the perspective of, first of all, I don't know. 
I don't know, so I'm going to ask it very legitimately. But I want I want to know to where I can educated answer these questions that they come up because there's nothing worse than you know standing. You know, I believe in this, but I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. You know, I'm not I'm not interested in being that person. So seldom right, but never in doubt. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, I've made a career of that actually. So maybe <laughs> it's time to pivot myself. That's everyone in Washington, right? There now. we go. Yes. <laughs> Um, and back to your EVs, I just read uh, Biden has made all new purchases of government vehicles have to be EVs. By 2030, but that's, that, that will that'll be, be here, here before we know instantly, it. Instantly, yes. Right. And so the conversation around do we have access to the minerals, do we have access you know, to the things that we need, the critical minerals mm-hmm. for batteries, all of that, th- those are the conversations that we should be having. And w- who controls all those minerals? Is it us or is it China? Like, I want to talk about that. Well, you know, I'm sure there's some really smart phrase out there where it's better to do something than nothing, but we're going to give it our best effort. Um, I, I, to the audience, we are going to be on YouTube. We are going to be on all of the podcast platforms. We, we hope you continue to subscribe and look for us. Uh, I, I do recommend Dan's Twitter. I'm on Twitter as well. Uh, I, I barely know how to tweet. Um, so I wouldn't really <laughs> recommend mine, but uh, Dan's got some good content on there. Thank you. We're going to be on all the different social media channels. Uh, Dan, do you have any website or uh, email addresses that you want to plug today? Yeah. Well, Josh, if for you mentioned Twitter. I mean, for folks who care about Twitter, I'm I'm at Pickering Energy, um, and there's a picture of my beautiful mug is there. So I'm not anonymous. Um, so people are welcome to follow me there. It's always entertaining um and then you know folks that want to understand more about what i do for a living uh pickeringenergypartners.com is our website and we got a lot of information there about what we do okay lesson for us energyworkforce.org pretty much houses everything that we work on um i am not very adept at twitter that that is my goal that's going to be one of my goals that uh, this year i'm going to get better i follow i'm just one of those stalkers i just don't tweet well you know that's fine though but you're are you at leslie buyer i think i am (laughs) i think i'm like at leslie buyer maybe so we'll find this out. We'll put this in the show notes of what her actual Twitter name is. But what's funny about this is Dan says my face is there. I'm not anonymous. The world of Twitter is pretty crazy. There is a lot of anonymous, um, you know, at the, you know, I listen to a couple different shale kitties and, you know, the the different names out there, et cetera, that people are just anonymous. You don't know who these people are. are they Are they finance guys? Are they landmen? Are they, you know, where are they? What are they doing? So... Uh, I commend you for being public. I'm public as well. I'm I'm at Lowryland. I thought I was going to have a real estate company at one yeah, point. That sounds <laughs> like an amusement park. Well, <laughs> it's funny you bring that up. I, we were going to have at Lowryland Properties was going to be our. Oh. So I thought I'll do at Lowryland, but now it's just my. You can find me on Twitter at Lowryland.com, right. or I guess it's just at Twitter. Lowryland. Well, yeah. I do have Instagram. And I'm the frat queen. Frat queen, yes, that's a great Early one. Early on, I snagged that handle. That's a good that's one. That's probably worth something. It might be. Yeah. We'll, we'll check that out. Pretty much, it just has pictures of me and my kids, you know, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll transition it. <laughs> you standing next to some energy and transition products. Well, um, we are going to be on uprightdigital.com's website. These are going to be posted. Uh, oh, the goal is three podcasts a month. You will see... Um, we're going to be at NAPE. We're going to be. We're going to be also probably at a couple different uh, EWTC events. 
Um, so I'm sure we'll be at some PEP events over the next 12 months. We, we have a new mobile podcast studio, studio being built right now. Mobile. This thing's amazing. I can't wait to show it off. So you'll see us. Combination podcast studio, food truck. Party well, bus. what's funny is they, they <laughs> asked us if we wanted to. It's a RV. And they said, do you want us to leave the bedroom in this or turn it into an office? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well. That's tough. No yeah, comment. Right? No comment. <laughs> yeah, just leave the bedroom. I, I mean, do I really want an office? So I don't know. We're going to have a studio. Oh, heavens. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, But that's it. Um, first episode, season two in the books. Thank you, guys. Truly, thank you, thank you for your time. Uh, I know this is a big deal, for a time commitment for you, but I, I'm sure we're going to do good things for the podcast and for our industry. So thank you both very much. Absolutely. Thanks so much. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. That's right. Thanks, guys.